We'll we'll fix this all in post. <laughs> Coach, are you there? Can you hear me? And now I can hear you. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck is going on. Man. All right. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, there was almost like a war with uh, Russia, but in the end, there was no war, and so still in one piece. And it looks like in uh, you know the U.S. and Canada, they're going fucking nuts with these um, vaccine passports and all kinds of bullshit. Uh, the Hunter Biden <laughs> admitted that he had lost another laptop, and he thinks that the Russians got it and they might use it to blackmail him. And nobody said a fucking thing, <laughs> which I that to me is like the most shocking thing imaginable. And uh, yeah, and I see there that you're talking about the infants that they're given soy formula. It, it's like 22,000 times more estrogen. It's like five birth control pills. That would actually explain a lot, to tell you the truth. Yeah, well, so you, I guess you missed this part. I'll just quickly recap what I was saying, which is that I guess soy formula isn't very commonly used. It's usually people use not soy-based formula unless there's like a special reason. But yeah, I was mm-hmm. saying it, it does it does make you wonder if this has anything to do with an increase in like transgenderism or just people with like hormonal imbalances that we seem to have been seeing. No, it seems to me, no, not that. Like the lack of masculinity of so many men. They seem just, you know, soy boys. They, they seem just lacking in testosterone. And not necessarily gay or transgender, but just, you know, effeminate. And maybe this is the reason, you know. Uh, or it could be the plastics. I mean, look, all these hormones that are floating around because of industrial processes it makes sense that some of them might be very dangerous to us and wind up, you know, <laughs> making the frogs gay, as Alex Jones always says, you know? Yeah, so, I mean, I, yeah. I completely agree. I've been trying to draw some attention to this. I We talked about, uh, you know, there's plastics in breast milk, mm-hmm. uh, which should is quite alarming. And, <laughs> you know, I've, I've showed videos on my YCSP show of... Uh, how they make the pig feed where they just throw the like thrown out food in the packaging and grind it up and feed it to the pigs. It it is, you know, it's crazy when you, when you look at the kind of hysteria around the pandemic and Mm -hmm. all this stuff we're doing to try to prevent people from becoming unhealthy yeah. And and you look at all this other stuff going on that no one gives a shit about. You know, the, we have we've had the flu killing people for decades and no one ever gave a shit. It's just weird. There's a weird psychological aspect on a on a mass scale, on a mass like society level scale of how yeah. we've reacted. But do you have any thoughts on that? Is this like too many outbreak movies, too many like apocalypse movies making us all mentally ill or what? Or is it or is no, this like an no, intentional I, I, uh, media thing? I'll just say right in front and, and anybody in the comment section that wants to shit on me, you know, hit minus one when you hear what I'm about to say. But I don't think that there's any grand conspiracy. I don't think that it's like the Bilderberg group or the Rothschild or whoever the fuck. I think it's just a series of really bad decisions made under duress and panic. And then they double down on those bad decisions so as not to look like fools. Uh, That's basically it. It's just stupidity piled on top of stupidity. And there's something called the sunk cost fallacy, which I always go on and on about on my channel. 
And the sunk cost fallacy is basically when you make a bad decision and you, you, you kind of like realize it's a bad decision, but you, you can't help yourself and you double down on the bad decision. And it's actually a part of evolutionary psychology. Or it, it, it's, a, it's a fallacy that we have that has evolved because of uh, our evolution as the kind of hunters that we were because we were long distance hunters. And, and in fact, human beings are the only animal that can run long distances. Other animals can run faster, but it's always very short distances. Human beings are the only animal that can run consistently for two or three hours. And it's, it's unique. And it's how our forefathers were able to chase down, you know, the woolly mammoth. They just run after it for hours and hours and hours until the animal got tired out and then they'd kill it. And so when you're doing that, you fall into the pattern of like, I'm just going to keep on going, keep on going, adding on, adding on to my bet. And eventually there's a big payoff because, of course, the woolly mammoth or whatever the fuck gets tired and you slaughter it and you eat for days. And so that's how they believe the sunk cost fallacy evolved in human beings. But it's something that we apply to everything, that when we fuck up, rather than admit that we fucked up, we just double down. Today and figure that eventually it'll come a cropper. And you see all the decisions that have been made since March of 2020, and it's just one bad decision after the next. Sometimes the motivation for the decisions, such as the lockdown, were just basically to fuck over Trump, you know, so that uh, the Democrats would have a, a, a clear runway to win the election in November, right? But then that decision, that lockdown, had a momentum of its own. And so people wound up, certain people wound up benefiting from different measures that were implemented and said they didn't want them to change. And so, you know, we sort of like stumbled along with bad decision on top of bad decision. And ultimately the problem is that there is a leadership vacuum. Nobody's in charge. You have all these different groups, all these different people. And, you know, you have got leftists who are all divided. You've got right-wingers who are all divided. There's no clear leadership. And so when you have factionalism, which is what we have right now in the United States, you have this, um, you know, stumbling along with no direction. And whichever passing faction has some power at that moment, they get their way. But then it goes, you know, it goes like lurches one way and then lurches to the other way. And it's just lurching along, but no clear direction see I mean that's what I think is going on and I, I can't see chat so chat if you think I'm full of shit please say so we had a few minus ones go by there at the start but they were probably just reacting to the initial invitation regardless <laughs> of whatever you're going to say I I'm inclined to believe or agree rather like this is kind of I say this about everything basically I don't really I, I tend to look at society as like a giant machine that with no one at the head, you know what I mean? No one's really yeah. pulling the strings. That's that's always been my kind of outlook on things. I went yeah. to the uh, gym this morning and they have, they're doing like some construction work. And so we're, the entranceway is kind of corralled. And this guy, mm -hmm. as I'm walking through this like corral, this fenced in thing, this guy comes out the gym and he's got a mask on and he pulls it off right away. And I was thinking, well, that's kind of weird. If you're wearing a mask, why wouldn't you keep it yeah. on when you're going to be walking right past me? 
And then I get inside and I see like everybody's wearing masks. And I'm like, oh, they must have reinstated the mandate here. Because last time I went to the gym, they didn't have that like a f- few days ago. And so I get to the counter and sure enough, the girl is like, do you have a mask? And I'm like, oh, we're, we're doing this again. And she's like, yeah. And I say, do you have to keep it on all the time? Because when they originally in, in, uh, instated this, uh-huh. The the rule was you had to have the mask on when you're like walking around the gym or whatever. But if you're at like stationary at a machine or on the on the treadmill or whatever, you could take it off. Yeah. And, and she says you have to keep it on all times, but you can pull it down below your nose. And I just think, <laughs> who comes up with this shit? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but but that's like classic. That's sort of like you know. There's one group of people who are like, no, no mask. And another says, okay, well, we'll just pull it below your nose. And so it just defeats the whole purpose of the fucking thing. It's just stupid. Yeah, it's a stupid decision. You know that? I mean, here's something I've noticed that uh, younger guys automatically assume it's like, you know, some shady group that is pulling the strings. But older guys, and, and I'm in my 50s, I, I actually don't know how old you are, but I, I figure you're roughly my generation. We tend to look at things and say, oh, they're just doing it because they're stupid, you know, and no, no big plan, no big agenda. They're just stupid, you know. And so, uh, yeah, it's just so it's so pathetic. The only thing I do know, and I wanted to bring this uh, something completely different, if you don't mind, I'll pivot to this. Uh, I'm focused on the war with China next summer. That's that for me is like the big thing. You know, I mean, I, I see it like a definite possibility. I mean, like I was thinking about it the other day and I figured that if I had to make a bet, like a big bet, right, would I bet everything that I own? No, certainly not. You never bet everything that you own. You never bet at all. OK, but if I really had to make a big bet on a war with China, I'd bet 65 percent of my net worth that there's going to be a war with China uh, next year, 2022. I think that that's going to be the big one, you know? And um, yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to. Yeah. I mean, that's a pretty wild prediction. Uh, I, I don't do too much geopolitical stuff, so I don't have like strong opinions on that. But mm-hmm. what makes you no, think I, that? I, yeah, I'll, I'll tell you exactly. You know, there look, both sides, both in China and the United States, there are substantial factions that like want a war. They're like looking forward to it. Okay. I mean, come on, in the States, you got these neocons and, and you know, with this disaster in Afghanistan, right? They're like, oh man, we, we, we got to go and kill somebody. We got to go and attack somebody. We got to go and invade somebody, right? Uh, there's that neocon warmongering faction, you know, the John McCain crowd, right? That they, they never met a war that they didn't love, right? And, uh, and they never hesitated to throw bodies other people's bodies and other people's money into some war effort okay so you got that crowd and they're aching for a war and they've been pushing they pushed for a war with russia here in ukraine and that fizzled they've been uh so like making noises about a war with belarus and that's kind of fizzling uh they've even like been pushing about regime change in turkey and that's failing right so they, they, they're, they're just hot to trot on the one hand. And China, on the other hand, the Chinese leadership, they are aching for a war because they feel very confident. They feel that they're on top of the world. And there's also something else going on, that China's economy is slowing. And it's scaring the Chinese Communist Party something awful. 
and, and this is a true thing. You can just look around and you'll find out. Uh, China's economy, uh, quite apart from the whole COVID thing, it is slowing because this incredible burst of growth over the last 20 years, th this was like the one-off, okay? And it's not going to continue. It can't because all the people move from the countryside to the cities, okay? The, that expansion boom of... Uh, 10, 12, 15% growth per year. That's over. That's Yeah, China was kind of having its own delayed industrial revolution almost, right? Exactly. And so so it's slowing down and that's causing stresses in China. Okay. <clears throat> and what is a better way to ease out stresses in a country than a good old-fashioned war? And so uh, this is how I think it's going to play out. And chat, you guys think I'm full of shit? Okay, fine, but let me lay it out. See, the Beijing um, 2022 Olympics, the Winter Olympics, it's a big deal for the Chinese. It's a really fucking big deal, okay? Because it's all about face, about prestige, right? And see, they're, they're putting on a whole show for it. And the Americans are already making noises. State Department is already making noises that they're going to boycott the um, Beijing 2022 Olympics. And if it's severe enough... Right. A lot of American companies are going to pull out of the Beijing Olympics and the Chinese are going to view this correctly as a slap in the face and they're going to throw a giant hissy fit. OK, and there's going to be like all kinds of uh, trade tensions in like February, March of 2022. And that shit is going to quickly escalate because, see, and this is a key issue. The American side and the Chinese side, for different reasons, both want to go to war. Both want to show the other that they're the boss. And so it's going to be kind of like inevitable. And you'll just see the spiral of aggression. And everybody's going to be like, fuck it, let's just do this shit already. Okay? Because sometimes wars just build up a momentum to them. Okay? Uh, you read through history. Read like... For instance, before the First World War, when the war broke out, everybody was kind of like relieved that it, it was finally breaking out because it had been all this like diplomatic moves and this thing and the other thing for years. And everybody was just like, hooray, let's just go out and kill each other. OK, shit. And so I think that that's what's going to happen. You know, and if you disagree, please tell me what you think. Well, like I said, I don't have strong feelings on this, but I do. I am skeptical. <laughs> I I feel like going to war with China or Russia, like that's a totally different beast than invading, you know, these kind of butt fuck Middle Eastern countries or whatever. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it'll be crazy if you turn out to be right. But I, you know, within the next year, like next summer or whatever, like I just don't see it. I don't see it. Um, but I don't really, I don't have like a big long list of arguments against that. So I guess we'll just have to wait and see. I, I, it's not something that I'm hoping for, of course. I mean, I hope it doesn't happen. But I just get that vibe, you know, that, that vibe like, fuck it, let's just do this shit already, you know. And um, but anyway, so what else has been going on? I mean, I, I totally took you off script and you, you had like a whole bunch of stuff that you wanted to talk about. Yeah, I got a list of stories. I want to, <laughs> I want to ask you about this though, because so you you mentioned my age. I'm forty. I just turned forty, and really? 
Yeah, I okay. can, so I I like I was born in 1980, so I'm kind of like uh-huh. right on the border between Gen X and millennials, but I identify mm-hmm. a lot more with Gen X now. Mm-hmm. And um so I I'll be celebrating my 2-year wedding anniversary in a couple months. My I just got mm-hmm. like married my first and I want to ask you about this cuz you, you see a lot of people you know, it's like stand-up comics and like whatever it is, people on Twitter and stuff like that joke about how they never win arguments with their wives. Mm-hmm. And I always thought this was kind of just like a meme, like a joke. But I've been married two years, and I've never won an argument with my wife. <laughs> well, I... Yeah, but you, you, know, you have to play it smart. You have to let her win the arguments, but you get your way. Right. That's how you do it. Yeah, it's not that I necessarily don't, but I've just noticed that anytime we have like a legitimate disagreement or we like legitimately get on each other's nerves and yeah. start and start bickering, she'll mm-hmm. she'll carry the like like she'll stay pissy forever. You know what I yeah. mean? And my I just don't have the willpower to live like that. So at a certain point, I'm like, you know what? I just got to say whatever she wants to hear. To make this better, to make this okay, because I don't want to like have this oh, like yeah, kind of strife, you know. I'm sorry, man, but you're playing it wrong. No, okay. You're on the defensive. <laughs> All right. Well, how, how, what? What? I supposed to go on the offensive? No, you have to put her on the defensive. Not oh. you go on the offensive, but put her on the defensive. So okay, so she starts getting pissy about whatever the fuck, right? And so you have to say something that will uh, pivot the conversation away from whatever the fuck she's bitching about because she's probably bitching about something that's true okay uh and and some and it's gonna be some minor irritant right and so what you do is you pivot the conversation uh to her to some issue that she's doing that you don't like and that she knows is like a a, a not a good attitude okay or not a good thing that she's doing it doesn't matter what it is it doesn't matter how trivial it is because see we all have little flaws uh, and you live with somebody long enough and you get to know all their little flaws. And so what you have to have like handy, like a little box of tools by your side is like a list of these little things that you know are flaws on your uh, on the part of your wife, uh, but they're minor. They're not like big enough to like get a divorce over, right? And, and you know, you just fling them back at her, right? And she starts like, oh, you know, I, you never do this, you never do that. And then you say, well, <laughs> well, you know, you, you always burn the toast or whatever the fuck, right? How come you always burn it? <laughs> and, and, you know, she'll be like, no, I don't always burn it. Well, most of the time, I mean, if I had to say 95% of the time, probably you burn the toast. And she'll be like, no, I don't. And see, that's how you do it. You put her on the defensive, her having to explain some shit, right? That's that's rule number one. Then rule number two is when she says anything to get a rise out of you, pretend you didn't hear it. Don't answer it. Okay. And, oh, and don't, I don't I don't know about that one. I don't know about that one. It works. It works. You what you do is basically you you hear her. I mean, she says something to get a rise out of you. And you know when she's saying something deliberately to get a rise out of you, right? And what you do is you pretend you didn't hear it. You just act like she didn't say anything and just smile and go along doing whatever you're doing. And if she's chasing you around the room, repeating it over and over, 
you just act like she's invisible and there's no sound. Just act like that. And what happens is that at first they try to do this, but after a while they give up. They give up and 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 it could be at some point that they get so frustrated that they start to cry over this shit, okay? But see, you gotta have iron discipline on this, see? If you ignore when she's being annoying, just ignore it. Don't complain about it. Just ignore it. Oh, it does wonders. And, and by the flip side, okay, whenever she does something positive, praise her. Praise her to the moon, you know? But when she does something that you don't like, she like starts bitching and moaning or trying to get a rise out of you or something. Or maybe she's just like, she's sitting next to you in the car. This is typical. She's sitting next to you in the car and she starts bitching about whatever because you're stuck in traffic and whatever. And she's bored, okay? And she starts saying something you know saying whatever and she's trying to get you to you know to to hook i mean she's she's fishing for a reaction just ignore it you know see uh, a fish dies by the by the mouth that's an old saying okay and it's a very true saying the fish dies by the mouth you don't open your mouth you're not gonna die see simple as that I feel like I should give a little disclaimer that the I Hypocrite channel bears no responsibility if you get murdered for ignoring <laughs> your wife. Okay, this you take this advice at your own risk. Uh, but shout out to Marriage, the original blood sports. <laughs> yes. All right, let me pull up this this next story I wanted to look at here. This, oh, by the uh, way, <clears throat> I want to ask you: Are we going to talk about the whole Chris Chan Isabella janky thing? Uh, I wasn't really planning on it. Um, okay, because I find that shit fucking fascinating, man. Well, all right. Uh, why I mean, don't we? Why don't we no, go no, through it real it's quick? Then it's, it's your show. Man. I, I I just want to ask because I'm just I find that shit just fucking fascinating. But anyway, what's this I, Russian porn star and OnlyFans model? Oh no, hold on, hold on. Let why don't you let us know what you find fascinating about it? Because I to me, it's just like another cringe thing that you kind of cringe at and then you go on with your life you know I, I don't what 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 is it about it that that is interesting or is there some kind of insight we can take from this man. the depravity of man and when i say the depravity of man i'm not talking about the male sex i'm talking about humankind the depravity okay because isabella loretta janky and by the way who names their kid isabella loretta that just sounds so white trash, but okay. Um, she was the, she has been, you know, mind fucking poor Christian for like close to a year. She got in touch with him. I think it was like in April of 2020. And she's the one in that infamous call where Christian admitted to uh, violating his own mother who's suffering from Alzheimer's, which is just fucking horrifying. But the story that's emerging is that this um, woman, uh, Isabella Loretta Jenke, who's like this 20-year-old college student in um, t Texas Tech, I believe, she's the one who, um, she's been winding up Chris Chan for like the last year. And apparently it might, it, it's, it seems, although I have yet to have this confirmed, but it seems that she, she was the one who suggested that uh, Chris start a sexual relationship with his own mother, you know, she's been winding him up. And it turns out that her, this girl's dad is some former Navy SEAL, a guy called Mike Janky, 
he's into cybersecurity shit. And all of a sudden, Kiwi Farms, which is the repository of all this lore, has been suffering these horrifying like DDoS attacks, right? And really sophisticated shit, uh, according to Null, at any rate. And so um, I've been following this shit and I can't look away because the sordidness of it. And, and this young woman seems uh, like a horrifying human being. And yet there is like this army of simps and beta orbiters who are going out there defending her. It's, it's just humanity and depravity at, at its finest. You know, I, I can't stop looking away from the shit. Yeah, I've heard I've heard like the rumblings of everything you're talking about. When I when I first heard about this chick, I tried I went to YouTube and was trying to find like a video that would kind of break it down for me. But the ones I watched were not good. They mm -hmm. were it was kind of just like somebody like kind of doing what you just did, which is like regurgitating the allegations. And I'm sitting there thinking, like, how do I know what's real? You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. We need uh, we need somebody like Toad McKinley to do a really good video on it. Yeah, exactly. Toad, yeah. Toad, yeah. You, you're being called upon. What? That guy yeah, hasn't put Toad. out a video in a while. I like his yeah, stuff. Yeah, the gauntlet has been thrown. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, because, I mean, somebody who'd have the patience for it, because I, I certainly don't have the patience for it. Uh, you know, I mean, I don't want to touch that shit with a 10 foot pole. It's all fine to laugh about it here on stream, but like to actually do a video, fuck that, you know? Yeah, but, that's how I feel too. I, I did, like, I was watching Noel's stream on Friday and he mentioned this and he just said, I'm not going to talk about it. And he said the reason why is because he didn't want her parents coming after him, basically. Yeah. And, yeah. and so, you know, there's something serious going on when. Noel is not willing to go to court because that guy goes to court like three times a week over the shit he does. You know? Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, oh man, I mean, all kinds of insanity, right? No, apparently this girl's stepmother is, uh, is works for the, for the secret service, man. Not kidding. This is like real. Okay. It, it, it's like, and this girl, apparently, you know, she's got like this uh, scat fetish. You know, all kinds no, of insanity. Man. It's just like, she, it's it's all this craziness, right? And, you know, I, I'm like, holy cow, you know? I mean, uh, holy cow. It know? does That's sound like it could make for a good sort of special episode of Women Are Wonderful if I, if I, <laughs> if I was willing to go do the, do the research. I'll, 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 I, I won't get in your way. <laughs> you do you. <laughs> Because I wouldn't know. I mean, that shit. Yeah. And, and I get the vibe that the whole crowd around these people is, is extremely vindictive. And so I'm like, OK, I, you know, it's all fun to like mention it briefly, briefly. But uh, I, I don't want to get involved in that shit. It looks insane, you know. So, um, yeah, that's that's the latest uh, Internet insanity. Oh, my God. And the other thing that's going on um, in, in, in the UK, this asshole fuckstick some loser guy uh went on a rampage and killed like a bunch of people six people oh, really? I, didn't, I did not hear this oh yeah no I, I just heard about it this afternoon i don't have the details so i'm not going to go into it in, in, in any but it, it's just fucking horrifying yeah let's move on better better yeah it's, because it, this guy was like a, a like a, a microscopic youtuber he had like you know like a hundred subscribers or something like that, but he had like a whole channel of his shit. It was all ramblings of crazy man, you know. Oh yeah. And that channel got yanked, but some of the content is still floating around. 
I hate so, how yeah. they do that. You know, it's that's like the the big policy is always pull their social media, and it's like why. We, we could learn from that. You know what I mean? Like whether it's their Facebook page or their YouTube or their Twitter or whatever, it's like we want to understand what, what makes these people tick, but they just, they pull it all. I, I never like that. I policy. kind of like, I understand where they're coming from. Okay. I mean, I, I, and certainly like you want, we wouldn't want their families. The families are the victims of these people to get a load of this shit, you know? But on the other hand, I agree with you, too, that, that we want to figure them out. And so I would go for a compromise of sort of like freezing the account, sort of like read only, no comments, right. uh, no up, no, no retweets, you know, something like that. Yeah. Uh, Somebody in the chat is saying it was an incel. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that's the thing. And well, what's what's going to happen is that uh, this guy was a black pillar like a serious black pillar. And, uh, and it could be that over the next week, you know, the, the whole black pill scene gets like a ton of shit. I mean, they could be driven off the platform altogether, uh, and, which I think would be very unfortunate because I certainly don't agree with black pills. I think that they're just nihilists, right? Uh, but see, to drive off any, um, any viewpoint is wrong. Because you want to have that viewpoint so you can examine it. And also what happens is if you drive off a viewpoint, it becomes automatically more attractive to especially younger guys because, oh, it's prohibited. There must be something there. And they go check it out, even if there's nothing there, even if it's stupid. But, um, yeah. And, and I was talking to somebody earlier today about this whole situation of deplatforming um, people and ideologies and whatnot. And it's a fucking huge mistake, man. And when they deplatformed the Daily Stormer, that was a start. And everybody should have. I was I was in no position to do anything because I was a baby channel at the time. But the big channels should have stood up and made like a big to do about the Daily Stormer because yeah, they were you know neo Nazis or whatever the hell. But once they deplatformed the Daily Stormer and nobody said anything. It's just inevitable that they'll, you know, deplatform Tucker Carlson and, uh, you know, uh, even people who don't quite, you know, fit like Green, Glenn Greenwald or Matt Taibbi. You know, I mean, it was a huge mistake to have allowed the Daily Stormer to be um, deplatformed, not because of the content of the Daily Stormer, but because it just set the precedent. And once you deplatform one, it's just then, then the next, then it's Alex Jones because he's crazy. He's a tinfoil hat brigade, right? And then who was the next guy, that, the next big guy that they deplatformed? Milo. Well, Milo, yeah. And, and uh, yeah, and who was after that? Mm, hard to say. <laughs> there's, yeah. been, there's been so many. There's, you know, we have uh, censorship fatigue at this point. It's like, yeah. Exactly. Somebody gets and banned, like, you make a tweet, and then you go on. You know what I mean? It's like you don't. <laughs> yeah. We, we no, kind of just accepted the status quo at this point, I think. Yeah, I, that's the problem, man. Uh, we just accepted it. We've just said, okay, fine. You know, you want to deplatform us? Fine. You know, and we just throw in the towel. Uh, it's it's a terrible, terrible mistake, and they're going to deplatform everybody. I mean, it's it's it's, it's that's the way they're going because. 
they just find they just deplatform the next guy and then they find the excuse to the next guy. And the oh, yeah, James also someone said in the chat and there was like Stefan yeah, Molyneux. That, that was a Molyneux was a big one for me because his banning happened on YouTube and Twitter. It was kind of similar to Alex Jones where it was just like out of nowhere. But like I had watched a lot of Molyneux and the guy never really said anything controversial, you know. But he well, just no, he, had, he, he was basically, yeah, because there's some guys that I've never understood their platforming, like uh, Computing Forever. Uh, never understood why he got deplatformed. Because I don't think he's ever said anything. I mean, he's never said a lie or something. Wait, is he banned? Untrue. Yeah. He's from, YouTube? from YouTube? Yeah. Really? You sure about that? Let me check. Oh, I'm wrong. If I'm, I'm wrong, check. please. I'm checking right now. chat uh so the dave cullen show comes up with 149k subscribers so i'm guessing he mm -hmm. just renamed his channel i i do but know like no, he competing forever was bigger than 149 wasn't it uh could, yeah it probably was i don't know i didn't i didn't follow him to be honest i was, I was okay. never like a okay. fan but yeah he might he might have mm -hmm. done like the keemstar thing where you oh like, no sorry 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 Sorry, I'm, I I I got it mixed mixed up. I was uh, thinking of the iconoclast. Yeah, uh, you, yeah, you, he he got banned. He got he got yeah. banned. Yeah, he, there's a, there's been a whole bunch. Like, Way yeah, of the world. Everything. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, no, my mistake. My mistake. I was I confused computing forever or Dave Cullen with uh, the iconoclast. Yeah, my mistake. But, uh, but Way uh, of the world is on Odyssey, by the way. Shout out to Odyssey. You can find a lot of these people. I don't know what James Alsup is doing these days. I tried to like look him up and I yeah. didn't really find anything. Yeah. I heard Nick Fuentes is uh, working with Alex Jones. I do not know. I don't know. I don't follow Nick that closely, but we'd love to have you on the show, Nick, if you're listening. <laughs> Uh, I, I want to go back to the incel thing just for a sec because I just I wanted to throw my two cents on that because like we had. Um, Face an LMS on the show. I don't know if you know him. He's but he's like a black pillar, but he, he's like a really Who? nice guy. I like him. Who? Face face an LMS. No, I don't know him. Okay, and yeah. So anyway, like he he's a nice guy. I like him, and we had a mm -hmm. good time talking to him. But I think that's more like the exception to the rule in my experience. Like most black pillars are kind of, um like caustic you know i'm trying to use a word other than toxic because i know people don't like that well, word they're bitter but... yeah exactly exactly they're just bitter okay and look see the, the thing i object to black pillars and and the the bullshit that they spew is that see we all have failures in life and and you know very few people in life actually achieve their dreams most of us uh, we have dreams and we strive for them and we fail. We fail because sometimes we're lazy. Sometimes we're just not talented enough or not energetic enough. And sometimes we have everything going for us and the luck just doesn't come together. You know, and, and that's life. Few people achieve their dreams. But the black pillars seem to feel that they are entitled to pretty much everything that they want, including chicks. And they don't get chicks effortlessly. And instead of like doing something about it and improving themselves so that they get them, they sink to this issue of like, 
oh, it's about looks. And if you don't have looks, you, you know, it's over, you know, and they have this weird thing of like rating guys looks, which I find just bizarre, you know, uh, and and saying, yeah, this guy, he's a chad. Yeah, look, look at his jaw. It's perfect. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, really weird homoerotic shit. <laughs> think about it. Yeah. But anyway, you know, and, and they go on these parades about, uh, you know, the perfect jawline and crap like that. I'm like, dude, man. And like every guy who's successful with women knows that, see, the, the, it's not just your looks when you're very young and when you, the guy is very young and the girls that you're talking to are equally young when you're like 17, 18 and you're, you know, with the girls who are 16, 17, 18, 19, that age range. Sure. Then looks matter because, you know, they're all superficial, the girls and the guys, they're just, they're children practically. Right. But you get just a little bit older and things change drastically. And it depends on the kind of guy you are. It doesn't matter how pretty you are. If you're a, an idiot or, a, or socially awkward, you're not going to get anywhere. But the black pillars don't believe it because they, they find it more comfortable to stew in their bitterness. They find it easier to just sit there and moan and whine and whinge and bitch about it all day long. You know, it's just, and so that's why I don't have any patience for that. All right. Um, and, and that's why I'm like, you know, uh, totally opposed to this black belt bullshit. But this thing that's happened, this shooting, it it, <laughs> it could wind up that everybody who's black belt gets, uh, you know, deplatformed. Just just like yeah, I, I think see, I think that's uh, a fair prediction. I don't know if it's going to happen, but uh, there's that's definitely a real possibility. I mean, they the incels were kicked off of Reddit a long time ago the inside yeah. reddit yeah. and um yeah. the the thing i want to say is that like the you know the the amount of like incel terrorism basically <laughs> is getting uh -huh. to the point where people can't deny it anymore and i've always i've always been saying this is like a real thing that you shouldn't just downplay we episode 3 of sex wars we had jf garyepi on and we talked about the the Alex Manassian uh, interview that came out, we watched some of that. And there's, there is a tendency in the sort of like classical liberal YouTube to laugh at people fear mongering about incels. And those takes are not aging well. <laughs> I guess that's my point I wanted to make. Like, cause I know like ContraPoints has been talking about this. And I was watching like a, a Sargon stream where or it was like, or maybe it was like a PSA and, and Sitch or PSA and Adam and they had Sargon on and they were watching this ContraPoints interview where ContraPoint is talking about incel and they're laughing like, oh, this isn't a real thing. But I mean, there's been like like six or seven incel terrorists in, in the last like seven or eight years. So it's, it's getting well, hard, yeah, harder to deny that that's a real thing. And no, it, it's absurd to deny it's a, it is a real thing, no question. And to deny it is just, you're just denying reality. It's just dumb because reality is going to hit you upside the face. So, you know, always face things. Don't, don't pretend that they're not there and much less laugh at them and assume that just you're laughing at them will make it vanish. Uh, well, what's going on? I, I, I think it's, it, 
the incel phenomenon is real and has always existed throughout human history because there's always going to be a segment of the male population which is sexually unsuccessful. It's always been the case. Uh, and what happens is that a successful society is able to figure out how to manage those sexually unsuccessful males so as to both pacify them and get them to contribute to the society. Because if you have a group of sexually unsuccessful males, they're going to cause a lot of problems for your society. Either they're going to stir up trouble or they're going to attack other people, um, other men who have women who are sexually successful or other women in an attempt to get them so that they can have sexual success, right? Or uh, you'll have these men who will just be apathetic and just do nothing and contribute nothing to society. And you, don't, you certainly don't want that. And in the West, in Christianity, they came up with this great system of basically everybody gets married and everybody just has the one wife. Because do keep in mind that polygamy historically has been the norm where the more dominant males, the more socially successful males got more than one woman. That is the norm throughout human history. And what happened is that with Christianity, you had the imposition of monogamy. Uh, one man, one woman. And no matter how highfalutin you might be or no matter how lowly you might be. And so because of it, they were able to harness the energy of the uh, men who are socially lower on the totem pole. The, the men who would traditionally be unsuccessful, well, they got a wife. They got pacified. And that was very useful because these men contributed to society. They were... Once they had like a wife of their own and a family of their own, they worked to ensure that the society as a whole succeeded. And that's why European societies tended to be more successful than other societies in, in, around the world. Because in other societies around the world where the socially successful men could have more than one woman, they had to spend an awful lot of time protecting those extra mates and managing the unruly uh, men lower down in the social hierarchy who were sexually unsuccessful. And, and so you see the benefits of monogamy, they're obvious. But now what we have with the deregulated sexual market is that you, know, you have a sexual free-for-all. And so what happens? You have guys at the top, the top 20% of men say, and they get all the women. <laughs> And the guys lower in the totem pole, well, you, you got the percentile from percentile 21 to 50, you know, going from top to bottom, right? Mm -hmm. They occasionally get some woman, you know, uh, but then the bottom half, they get nothing. And what happens with men who are sexually unsuccessful? They become either apathetic or they become violent. And this isn't just like, you know, sexually unsuccessful males, uh, men rather. You look at every other species. Sexually unsuccessful, sexually dissatisfied or frustrated males of every species will wind up doing something outrageous in terms of violence, attacking, because sex is a primary drive, you know, mm -hmm. second only to survival. Uh, sex is the most important driver of human beings. So, of course, they're going to lash out if, you know, 
they're they're like incels in their mid 20s and everybody's getting laid except them of course they're going to lash out i don't think the surprise is that they've lashed out i think the surprise is that there have been so few incidents of mass violence that's the surprise and that's as far that's how i see the thing anyway yeah yeah, and someone mentioned in the chat, Jordan Peterson, like, was warning about this several years ago, too. Uh, there's a guy, though, I noticed in the chat called Monkey Make Fire, who is really angry at you for what you're saying right now, Coach. Yeah, Monkey, Monkey Make Fire, do you want to come on the show and argue your, your incel case to Coach here? Uh, uh, if it's going to be a retard, I'm not up for it. If it's going to be an intelligent conversation, sure. But if it's just a retard, no. Right. I'll, I'll just tell you right now. Well, well, we'll give you a shot. I'm not promising I won't kick you. But if you want to come on, let me know and I'll give you the link, monkey. Because he really disagrees with what you're saying. He says you're you're not going to get it until you're hauled off to the death camp. This is last thing. I don't, I don't want to talk to the guy. All right. I'll, I'll quit the show if, if I have to deal with a retard like. All right, that. invitation rescinded. That's fine. Let's uh, no, let's. No, the guy is just like a fucking troll. I have no idea who he is. No, I don't. I don't either, to be honest. But he seems like he really disagrees with you. I don't on, care. On the I, I just don't care. If he disagrees so much, he can make a video and post it on YouTube. Yeah, and yeah. That's the my medium of choice, you know. So, sure, sure. Yeah, funny thing is that if he posts a video about me i probably won't see it i don't see any of the videos posted about me i think that they're dumb you know i remember the only video i ever saw made about me or in response to me was kevin logan's video and that was back when i was like i had like six five six thousand subscribers not more than that and perhaps even less and he did this huge fucking video about me dude it must have taken him hours to make it right i mean no, not hours. It must have taken him to, to watch all the, my material up to that point and to get the snippets and then to edit all those snippets together at least a week, at least a week. And I thought to myself, man, that's a certain kind of crazy. Yeah, no, I hear you. It's, just, it's nice to sometimes to have people who disagree because it's it makes it for less of a circle jerk. But it's sure. it's fine. Well, let's move on. I want to talk about some of these stories I have. I have. A bunch and uh, we've been going for a while so we're probably not going to get to all of them but sure. let's go let's go through some of them here this one was from last month uh russian porn star and only fans model 29 falls to her death from 22nd story apartment after telling friends she was lonely and wanted to start a family mm -hmm. and sorry about all the ads here guys but yeah. uh, they made me turn off my ad blocker on daily mail so uh, this this woman was a porn star and an OnlyFans model. She turned 29 and she jumped off the balcony of her building. And I just wanted to bring this up because this is something we've been talking about, which is that there's co correlation with like being a, a sex worker, quote unquote, and having mental health issues and depression. You know, this is like I, I, I know I don't know why we're tiptoeing around that obvious fact. Yeah. But uh, quite obviously, you know, um, well, what can I say? You know, Darwin's right. <laughs> I mean, it's simple as that. You know, it's, I, I, I don't really feel sorry. Uh, I mean, I feel sorry, sure. Like, oh, you know, it's a tragedy. But I mean, honestly, see, what happens is that uh, I, 
seen this a lot, by the way, in, on like Twitter. You always get I, I'm I'm subscribed to like uh, some Twitter feed that's called like uh, uh, something like uh, you know OnlyFans girls posting their L's or something like that, right? right. And a lot of these uh, girls on OnlyFans, they they think that them showing their naked body to strangers for money is not going to affect their dating life. And they're high. You know, any self-respecting guy won't want to have anything to do with such a woman. It's as simple as that because he'll think correctly that she's a whore because she is, you know? So, you know, the, the idea of uh, 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 hooking up with some OnlyFans girl, yeah, sure. I mean, uh, you know, like a weekend, you know, and, and have some fun in some hotel room, you know, uh, not at your own place because you don't want to ever give her your actual address because then she might stalk you and shit, right? But, you know, at some nice hotel and whatever, fine, what the fuck, why not? For a weekend. But, like, to have a relationship with an OnlyFans girl, uh, uh, you know, to present her, to show her off to your parents or your siblings, your friends, your friends, come on, man. And and then, and her, you know, being like the mother of your child, I mean, oh, girl, no, that's too grim. Sorry. You know, we've got standards. And poor girls who are OnlyFans, they realize this. I mean, uh, girls who work at OnlyFans, they realize this, that they, they realize the sordidness of what they're doing. And uh, I think it's a huge disservice that the society is doing to these poor girls, you know, with this uh, you go girl bullshit. Because no guy, no matter how lowly, or let me phrase that, only the lowest guy the lowest guy on the so sexual totem pole would want to be with an OnlyFans girl. Every normal guy is going to say she's a whore because she is, you know, and you're not going to want to be with a whore, you know, sorry, but that's the truth. Yeah. Yeah. There's not really much else you can say about it. Um, the, it's like, I, the sorry to interrupt. It's, it, it reminds me of iDubs with his girlfriend. Who's like an OnlyFans model. Yeah. And, and, and he's like, he did that video where he said, you know, uh, guys jerk off to her pictures and I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I actually did a video about that because that was just entirely too much for me. The, um, the, and, and by the way, there's a slippery slope we've seen happening there where it started off where like, oh, she's just posting nudes, but now she's escalating to more graphic behaviors i've i've heard through the grapevine i, I don't want to comment on it too much but we, we always talk about the slippery slope and there's a reason there's a there's, well, right you well, can't when you get into porn you like can't just other people on camera i'm not that i've heard but she is like finger blasting herself now and stuff like that oh, so God. so it's 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 starting to escalate beyond just posing nude and that's you know when you do porn People aren't going to keep paying for the same thing over and over. So that's why the, the slippery slope gets everybody eventually. Um, let's talk about the next story. Speaking of Darwin Awards, this, this is another uh -huh. one I wanted to touch on real quick. This was a story about a, an influencer who fell to her death while taking a snap, a waterfall selfie. <laughs> I Darwin Award, man. You know, yeah. I I don't see the problem. I mean, here, look, it's a tragedy. Okay, all, all these horrible stories of the, these people dying. See, they must have had at least one person who's in genuine mourning over the death of these people. 
Of course, and, and, sure. And, you know, we're laughing about it, but I, 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 genuinely, I genuinely feel compassion for these people, but not so much for the people who died, because, see, their suffering is over. They're dead. But rather, the suffering of the people who love them. And, you know, you, you had before that uh, Russian girl who was 29 and only fans. And, and I actually think I read that story saying that she had dated people. And, and as soon as they found out she was a only fans model, they split. Right. And she was just heartbroken over at. OK. And obviously what happened was that she didn't know how else to earn a living because she probably didn't have any marketable skill of any sort whatsoever. And this was it for her. But this occupation that provided her with a living did not provide her with the one thing that she really wanted, which was a family. Okay, now that poor girl, she probably had like a mother or a father or siblings or all of the above who are crying their eyes out over the situation. Okay, and I feel nothing but compassion for them because they're the ones who are really suffering. You know, the, the person who commits suicide and, and that's the thing that I've always despised about people who commit suicide, even when I have understood why they've committed uh, suicide, is that they leave behind people who will suffer enormously and perhaps suffer more than they have in their lives, you know? And I, I can speak with some authority because there were two good friends of mine from university, a guy called Mark, Mark Rice and a guy called Anthony Lightfoot. And they, separately, for separate, completely separate uh, reasons, they killed themselves. And they were close friends. I was especially close with Anthony. And, uh, and I spoke with him just a few days before he killed himself. And he seemed fine. And it's one of the things that truly haunts me, you know. And Anthony died in January of 96. I made a video about him. Uh, it's called uh, Lightfoot. It's in, uh, on my main channel. And it's something that, I think about all the time uh, because the problems that he was having and he told me about the problems that he was having um, and those problems back in January of 96, that was 25 years ago now, over 25 years ago. And those problems are insignificant and trivial today. And, yeah. and all the problems that he had at that time that led him to commit suicide today, he wouldn't even remember those problems. Mm -hmm. And, and so my thinking about suicide is that it's it's just a tragedy and it's just so stupid because there there's nothing to there's no reason to ever kill yourself uh, you know because everything can be solved you know sorry for the psa but i just have uh, or pda uh, what is it, public service now yeah psa just have to get it off my chest yeah no but it is that. i mean it's it is tragic i mean i look, i was there myself you know what i mean i went through a really hard time after my daughter was born and I split with the mother and mm -hmm. I wasn't like, that was really hard. And I was like on the brink myself for a while. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, but you know, my family was there for me. I managed to pull through and now it's like, I'm married. I have a, a, a son now. I, obviously I have a good relationship with my daughter too, in spite of everything. So, mm -hmm. so, you know, I just, you know, to think that I could have missed out on all this, is, yeah, uh, is exactly so sobering yeah. i guess yeah because what happens is that and, and this is something that especially when you're young you don't realize this but when you're older you do everything passes everything passes okay and so no matter how bad the situation is it'll get better <laughs> and it sometimes it sort of like magically gets better all on its own you know uh it, it's the weirdest thing but no matter how bad and so yeah 
But uh, yeah, I'm looking at this um, the story you have on on screen. I left my husband because the sex was boring. Yeah, now hold I'm on, hold hold on. Uh, I, so I sorry to interrupt, but I don't have this on on the uh, the stream quite yet. Oh. And we'll we'll go to it. But real quick, I wanted to add one more thing to the like dating sure. and OnlyFans girl that that I thought of when you're talking, which is that um, I think a lot of a lot of people would think well. You know, they can always get like a beta bucks husband, you know, that kind of argument. Yeah. And the thing is, and I've, I've said this before, and this is I just wanted to touch on it real quick again, is that women who do that, like the cam work and that kind of stuff, they have like utter contempt for the men who. Yeah who like their clientele basically you know what i mean they yes. see them as like subhuman trash and that that's yeah. not speculation they'll tell you that anytime you yep. you get them to speak honestly i mean we had a sex worker on the show we had empress delfina and she you know mm-hmm. they, they and they end up having like contempt for men in general but particularly for the kind of like perverts who are who are paying them to to get them to do discussion? So the idea that one of these women then is going to be satisfied marrying one of those guys when she's ready to settle down is a bit dubious. I just wanted to like add add yeah, that. Oh yeah, def- of course they they view them as chumps because they they fundamentally think that they are in a, in a sense conning these guys, which they are. And so of course you know a, a, a con artist is always going to look. Uh, at the at their chump with contempt of course you, you know i mean yeah and so it, it's uh, it's of course it, i mean i i, I the, the thing is i i don't understand this notion of throwing thousands and thousands of dollars at some girl online i i just don't get it uh, and, you know, there was one story I, I heard about. Uh, I wish I had like the, the, the clip of it, but maybe you, you might have seen it. Some guy, you know, paid $10,000 to meet the, um, the OnlyFans star. That was- yeah, I saw that story. <laughs> and, and then the girl took the, I mean, met him and then took the 10 grand and went off with her boyfriend to some yeah. really great vacation at, at this chump's expense. And all he got was a hug. He spent $10,000 and got to hug her in person. And that was it, you know? I mean, you know, with 10 grand, you can get 10 really, really good hookers, uh, you know, in, in, in Holland, you know? In Holland, prostitution is legal, okay? And you can go to one of the best warehouses in Amsterdam and, you know, for $1,000 or 1,000 euros, you know, you can spend at least a couple of hours with a fantastic looking hooker. I'm, I'm talking like somebody who looks like a model and, you know, she's going to be all just all over you for just a thousand. And he spent 10 to get a hug. Yeah. Isn't it legal in like Nevada too or somewhere? Yeah. In, the yeah. State? Yeah. in Nevada. It's legal. Yeah. And well, now in New York, street walking is legal, you know? Just yeah. I heard, stop. I heard. What is the deal with that? I, I heard Kevin Samuels uh, talking about they, this. I was watching his stream and he's saying that they have to, they're legalizing prostitution. His reasoning being that like the economic, this is like proof of the economic collapse, right? That they're. Who, who's this? Who is uh, Ke- Kevin Samuels, you know, this guy. Yeah. 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 
Uh, he, he's basically right. Look, it's it's um, no, it's not an economic collapse. It's a societal collapse. Uh, it, once you start uh, letting uh, prostitution happen out in the open, because like, for instance, in Amsterdam, there are no streetwalkers. Right? There are prostitutes and there are designated areas where right. you can uh, you pick a hooker. The red light district, basically, which is not exactly just a single area, but close enough for the purposes of this conversation. Designated the hookers, areas. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah, the hookers have like uh, they they sit inside and behind uh, a glass uh, display window, right? And there's like a red light over her window, and the red light indicates that she's available, right? And so that way you can see the red light from like a block away or farther, of course. And so uh, yeah, you go and check them out and see which one you want to be with, right? But they're not like strutting around, and no, it's, it's very polite and very businesslike, right? I like all Dutch things. But yeah, I, personally, I find prostitution immoral, just for the record, and I don't like encourage yeah. people to do it. But I mean, if you feel like you have to do that, that's your choice. I I've always kind of said that it probably should be like that, like legal but controlled, contained to certain designated places. Yeah, you know, and and yeah. taxed, etc. Yeah. Well, look, there's always going to be prostitution. There always has been prostitution. It's they call it the oldest profession for right. And my thinking about prostitution is, um, well, <laughs> I, I suppose I, I I have a weird view on everything, but here's my my view: you don't pay a hooker to have sex with you; you pay her to leave after. That's my view on hookers. Okay. Sometimes it's just a hassle to get sex from like, you know, uh, from a girlfriend or whatever. Perhaps you don't have a girlfriend and, you know, the whole entanglement with a, with a girl and all that shit. And fuck that. You know, you pay, you know, 500 bucks or whatever. You get a nice lay, nice time and they go away and everybody happy, you know. Yeah, are you happy though? Like my the reason I wouldn't advise guys to do this is because I feel like that might affect your self-respect. Like for me that's how like I I would feel um like dirty basically if I did something like that, you know what I mean? And I think maybe other guys well, don't have that. Right way. <laughs> oh yeah, I just feel I feel like I would have less respect for myself if I went and and did that. Look, it, it, it's 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 a, a personal preference, okay? And, uh, you know, the, the whole morality of it, I, I don't think it goes into play. Because also, my, my thinking is that it's a hygienic problem of, of just, you know, basically, you know, sometimes you go through a period where you, you're just, you don't have a girl in your life, you don't have a woman in your life for whatever reason. Uh, this has happened to me, especially when I've been like up to the gills with work and I've had some big project or whatever. And it's like, you know, the hassle of a girlfriend on top of the busyness of my life. Fuck that. Okay. And so I, I don't, I don't, I don't have a problem with it. Okay? I get it. I mean, uh, we, we had Dangerfield on the show. I, I don't know if you know him, but he's like, yeah, he's, he's like Mr. Yeah. John basically. And oh, I, yeah, so, I some guys, I think they just, they're wired differently than I am. So it's not, I'm not saying like, and look, and look it, it, it's, it, nobody's a square for not liking it and nobody's a degenerate asshole for liking it. I mean, it, it, you know, I, my thinking is that it's a personal preference and it, it's like some guys are into drinking a lot. I don't drink at all. 
Okay. I, I mean, I just don't drink at all. And it's not like I'm a teetotaler. I just don't like it. I get sleepy. I, I feel bloated and fuck it. I don't drink. And other guys are like, no, they drink all the time. No, it's just perfect personal preference. That's all, you know. But anyway, moving on. All right, let's let's move on to this story here. This is on uh, The Guardian. I left my husband because the sex was boring. Now I'm having the same problem with my new partner. And it says, I left my <laughs> husband. I've since met another guy. And while our sex life was great for a while, when we moved in together, it all but disappeared. I have to make all the moves. I found out by accident that he watches porn when I'm not home. I wouldn't oh, mind. God. She says, I wouldn't <laughs> mind. Were it not for the fact that our sex life is dull, he never touches me or performs oral sex. It's all me, me, me. What do I do? My sex drive is huge and I'm desperately unhappy. Yeah, well, what's happening is that she's not a particularly sexy person. Simple as that. Look, look if a guy is uh, resorting to porn, if, he, if a guy's got like a real life woman right next to him, but he's turning on porn, the woman isn't doing it. That's what's going on. It's not complicated. Yeah, you, you know? should almost have to like submit a photo if you're gonna if you're gonna submit like a letter like this, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like uh, no, like, and I can I don't have a problem talking about this. Uh, insofar as my own sex life, uh, whenever I had a woman, I wanted to bang her, and if I didn't want to bang her, I didn't have her around. Simple as that. I just find the next one. And perhaps it's some guy that he wants to have a girlfriend. He just doesn't find her attractive and figures that this is the best he can do. So he's just like, okay, well, you know, I don't really want to fuck her. I don't mind living with her. You know, she might cook me meals and keep a tidy house and shit like that. So I want to keep that. But, you know, she doesn't really do it for me sexually. So I'll just watch porn and just jerk off. It could be that. I mean, that, that's what it sounds like. That's so frankly. depressing to me. Well, see, these are the different compromises that you have to make. Like I said before, <laughs> nobody gets everything that they want out of life. You know, some guys uh, like like look at Bill Gates to give it an example. Uh, obviously, the guy got what he wanted insofar as his business life is concerned. In his personal life, he, he married a battle axe. You know, he married Jesus Christ, man. Look at her, right? And. You know, of course he was hanging out with Jeffrey Epstein because he couldn't get it up with the woman he's married to, right? And he didn't have the balls to leave her. She left him, you know? And yeah, because he figured that she was the best he could do. You know, that's pathetic, you know? That's the way. You know, some guys, some guys are very fortunate and they get everything that they want in their personal lives and their private lives. But those guys, in their, in their professional lives, rather. But those guys are exceptionally rare. Most of us have to compromise in our professional lives and our personal lives. And this story of this woman, yeah, it sounds like uh, the guy had compromised and he wifed her up or, or they, I, they weren't married, were they? They were just boyfriend and girlfriend. Right? Yeah, I don't think they're married. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, the guy's figuring, out oh, she's the best I can do. She left her yeah. husband, though. She was, she had been married. I mean, but okay, going back to what you were saying about Western society thrive because of this this whole marriage policy don't you think in a situation like this i mean i don't think the woman was right to leave her husband because like she probably should have worked on that but the the guy too like 
like the guy has a certain responsibility to his partner to be satisfying her. Right. And, and if you're watching porn and not sleeping with your wife when she wants to have sex or your girlfriend, whatever, then it's not going to work out. Right. So, you know, going back to what you're well, saying about, well, I, about monogamy, think- don't people have some responsibility to make more of an effort in their relationships? Well, see, it's a, I disagree with a fundamental premise of your question. And the okay. fundamental premise of your question is that the, the uh, relationship is created, designed to make people happy. And that's, that's a total mistake. That's not the point of a marriage. The point of a marriage is that it's a partnership to achieve a common goal. That's what it is. See, uh, it, it's, it's not like this a relationship a marriage, it's not like the end in itself. It's a means to an end. Like, okay, like suppose you and I, I hypocrite and me CRP, right? You and I uh, get to talking and we're like, you know, if we sell like uh, gummy bears to our audience, you know, like stamped, one says CRP and one says I hypocrite, we might make a lot of fucking money. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. And so we start talking and we decide that we're going to go into partnership and sell gummy bears uh, because, you know, you, I hypocrite, are really great at the marketing and me, I have this secret formula for these great gummy bears that everybody loves, right? And so we go into partnership. And why are we doing it? Well, yeah, I, I see where you're going with this. We're not doing it to make each other happy is the point. Right? No, <laughs> like, no, no, no. Happiness is a byproduct. It's a byproduct. It's not oh, an right, a byproduct itself. of success. Well, byproduct of the process. I mean, how many times have you done some activity, uh, some strenuous activity, and you got a great deal of happiness and satisfaction out of it? And sometimes not even while it was happening, it was after the fact that you got like a lot of satisfaction. Maybe you climbed some hill somewhere or, or went on a bike ride, God knows where, or some shit like that, right? See, happiness is a process and often is not you're not even aware of it when it's happening it's only after the fact looking back that you realize wow i was really happy in that time in my life and i wish i'd enjoyed it more when it was happening uh and that happens to a lot of us it's happened to me several times in in big times of my life that i didn't appreciate them and it was only later retrospectively i was realized holy shit that was like a summit in my life that was a, one of the peaks of my life right Right. A marriage is it's a partnership and you have to define what you're aiming to achieve. If you aim to achieve happiness, that's a mirage. You're never going to achieve happiness because that's not the fucking point of it. The, the point of a relationship is to try out what it would be like to live long term with a person. And you live with a person so that you can figure out, do I like this person do we get along what what's wrong with them because maybe this isn't like the permanent one but i want to figure out uh what needs finessing what's more important in the next one or perhaps you realize no i i really like this one in general and i could this one might be a keeper but i gotta figure out how to finesse this issue that's complicated or whatnot but the that's the point of a relationship a marriage i mean like getting married keeper the point is not the relationship in and of itself the relationship, the, the marriage is the means to the end. And the end is to create a family, a family where you feel emotionally supported, both you, the man and you, the woman. 
and you feel emotionally supported so you can pursue different endeavors and where you can raise children and raise those children in an environment where they're going to be happy, healthy, grow into successful adults who will repeat the process. Uh, that, that's it. It's, it's not complicated, but people have made it complicated because they missed the point of what a man-woman relationship is. You're not you're not supposed to find happiness in it. You're not, it's not like the destination. Right. It's also you, not you a quest married. for like sexual fulfillment to, to, yeah. to be more on point here. Right. And you definitely see, like you see those takes on Twitter, like how, you know, like, Oh, we, how can you just marry somebody if you don't sleep with them first, you got to know you have chemistry in this. And it's like, well, maybe the point of getting married isn't to just get your rocks off every day. Maybe there's more to it than that. Yeah, yeah I, exactly. I get I get what you're saying and I agree. And well, well, I have another story where we can like circle back on that because it kind of ties into what okay. you're saying. But let's first go to this one. This is like something a little different here. I'd like to hear your thoughts on. So this is a email from Expedia, which is like a hotel booking yeah. service telling people and this was in Miami not to book hotels for post-surgery recovery. And apparently this relates to women getting BBLs, which is Brazilian butt lifts. And then they go stay in a hotel for a few days after and they're like bleeding everywhere out their ass. On, on the, and the hotels have had to say, Please stop doing this because you're you're like a biohazard, basically. Okay, what's a BBL? What's a Brazilian butt lift? Oh, you, oh, you sweet summer child. That's like when you get. <laughs> that's like when you get your ass made bigger. Basically, it's very Why popular. Why would you want that? Let me let me see if I can find like a safer YouTube picture here. Uh, it's very popular. Why? You why don't know about this? It's like, why do you want bigger lips? You know, like this is the this is the trend. This is like the beauty standard. Now, well, uh, no, it's a it's a beauty standard of uh, lower class people, quite frankly. Uh, yeah, it's as simple as that. Uh, lower class people. That's something that Americans don't really like focusing on. I've noticed. Uh, that there is such a thing as people who are upper class and people who are middle class and people who are lower class. And lower class people, for some bizarre reason, love these enormous, weird looking asses. Never understood it. Never under. I find it. Yeah, this this is frankly. just to be clear. This is like a ten, twenty thousand dollar surgery. So you're yeah, you're well, not of, you're not living on welfare, getting a getting money. a. Getting one. I mean, of look these, at any you know. drug dealer; he's got tons of money, and you know he's not exactly, you know, uh, you know, uh, to the manner born, as it were. But uh, you know, I find it just disgusting, you know. And and I can imagine that. I mean, you don't have to find a picture. I mean, if you want to, I'd be happy to to gawk at it, you know. But but Jesus Christ, you know. Uh, most I, of I find the uh, most of the Google images were like people in their underwear for surgery. So I'm not, I found here, I found something here. I'll show this. Like this the is, end this is giving you the basic idea. I don't know. It's, yeah. they just make your they butt bigger. They look like fat, as simple as that. Okay. They don't look feminine. They look like 
Look, whenever I see an ass like that, it reminds me of the maid we had growing up. You know, what can I say? It just, it just looks pathetic, you know? Like this enormous ass like that. Just, ew, you know? I'm just not down for it. What can I say? <laughs> yeah, I'm not a fan either. I mean, I'm not a fan of like the lip, the lip injections, you know, no. the, the, the like hair extensions. I mean, I like long hair, but if I find ah. out that it's, that it's not real... I feel it like it just comes like it's just you know, it's it's too yeah, there's too it's, much it's fake. A, Everything's fake and gay out out yeah. in the world these days, you know. And yeah, you know, and like the girls who have like all this makeup on and like these enormous eyelashes that are fake as can be, right? Uh, I like natural girls. What can I say? I like natural girls who look pretty naturally. Um, without makeup or very, very little makeup. Um, yeah, I, I like girls, frankly, without makeup. I mean, look, if they're pretty enough that they don't need makeup, they're good enough for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, so we agree oh, what, there. What's this? All right, so this is another story I wanted to touch on quick. This is a uh, Chicago police officer was killed during a yeah. routine traffic stop. Ella French. Now, originally, when the story was trending, people were saying that she had like a newborn infant. And it turned yeah. out that that's not true. She didn't actually have any children. Um, oh, then why did people say that? Yeah, I don't know. I think they wanted to make the case against female police officers stronger, would be my guess. Um, how do That's you weird. feel? How do you feel about a female police officers? Do you do you react differently to this when you than when you see a male officer getting shot? Of course you do. It's yeah. perfectly normal, you know, because a, a a young woman, a fertile woman, is socially more valuable than a, uh, a fertile male. Simple as that. And so. Um, we're, we're biologically hardwired to prioritize a fertile young woman. Remember that girl, that army officer who got shot down in Iraq or Afghanistan or something like that, the lynch woman, right? And everybody did all kinds of shit to like rescue her and shit. And if it had been a guy, they wouldn't have done fucking shit, right? Why? Because we're hardwired to prioritize a young woman. Uh, why the fuck do you say? Do they say women and children first on the lifeboats? It's because of that. Yeah, th this has always been one of the the complaints of the men's right movement is that there's a oh, an, an empathy gap. I yeah, I agree. I mean, I've been saying that since the beginning that this is there's probably evolutionary psychology reasons tied into what you're saying that you know yeah. one thirty men and one women can't repopulate the village but 30 women and one man can exactly. kind of thing yeah exactly exactly because we're we're driven by evolutionary pressures in two directions for our individual best interests but also for the best interests of the collective and so on a, on an individual basis we have we want certain things but if we're if we see some woman and we'll identify her as being part of our collective because she speaks our same language and she looks kind of like one of us. Of course, we're going to care more about the women because of our, our, our need to create a strong 
collective because the collective provides us individuals with collective security. I'm actually writing a fucking book about this shit. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, I've been working like on it. Fiction or nonfiction? Nonfiction because unfortunately, because I'm having a dispute with my former publisher about whether I owe them a book or not. I don't want to owe them a fucking book. Um, and, and they're paying attention because now I've got like a, like a big YouTube channel and shit. Okay. So anyway, I have a dispute with them and I can't publish fiction for the time being until I straighten this shit out. But I can publish all the nonfiction that I ever want. And so I'm working on a book on ethics. And one of the um, issues is this, the issue of um, in individual desire and collective desire. Oh, so this is like Miles Davis recording an album under his drummer's name because he owes the other studio the album and he just doesn't. Oh, want really? It. Yeah, he did. There is always shit like that going on with musicians. Uh, so, yeah, but you're so you're saying if if you write a fiction book, you would have to give it to your old publisher, or or there would be a yeah. legal battle over that. Yeah, I see. What you're yeah, saying. exactly. Yeah. Uh. All right. Well, yeah. Let us know. That'll be interesting when that comes out. Maybe I'll maybe I'll do a review. I've been doing book reviews on my my secondary channel lately. Uh, let's touch on this story here. This comes out of Texas. Court awards full custody to James' younger mother, but requires permission for puberty blockers, gender surgeries. A Texas judge has granted full custody of eight-year-old James Younger to his mother who has fought mm -hmm. publicly to transition her son into a girl against the father's wishes. Yeah. Uh, now, we're used to seeing stuff like this in Canada, but the fact that this story is coming out of Texas, I guess, is mm -hmm. the, the, the kind of the, the shocker here. I, I, I think this is really despicable shit, okay? Um, I, I'll say it. I don't have a problem. I mean, this is a hill I'll die on. See, I have two small children. Uh, six and eight. Okay. My daughter is eight and my son is six. And I've noticed that um, my, the, the girls are a lot more grounded. Okay. Uh, little girls, you know, I mean, single digit age girls, right? They're more grounded in reality. Boys, you know, they, they have flights of fancy that are just incredible. Okay. And I've seen it not just in my own son, but I've seen it in boys of other people that I know. And um, my boy, um, he wants to be, you know, he, he wants to be a transformer, okay? He's wanted to be a transformer ever since he discovered the transformers when he was like three or four years old, right? Now it's not so much, but he was, when he was about four or five, about five, he was like really obsessed with the transformers. Now, if I told him, hey, Ramon, that's his name, uh, would you like to go down to the hospital and we'll chop off your little <laughs> arms and legs and put on like robot arms and legs. He would have been like, yes, let's go now. And I would have said like, oh, I was just kidding. And then he would have been pissed at me. He said, don't kid about shit like that. You know, if I can get robot arms and robot legs, I want them now. Of course, because he was five fucking years old. Okay. And he's an adorable little boy. But of course, he's a boy. He doesn't know shit. And so he has like these crazy ideas that don't correspond to reality. And of course, I'd never take him to the hospital to have his little arms and legs amputated and replaced with prosthetics because that would be fucking evil, you know? Because I know it's just some passing fancy of a child who has no discernment whatsoever. 
the whole reason that children, uh, there is such a thing as the age of consent, not merely for sexual activity, but also for uh, driving cars and all kinds of responsibilities, legal responsibilities. Yeah, just even getting a tattoo. Right. A tattoo, getting a tattoo, no, owning property. You know, in a lot of countries, a child cannot own property because they can't consent because they're children. And we recognize this and perfectly normal and reasonable. But the um, transgender, transsexual, whatever you want to call this lobby is uh, uh, pushing this issue. Um, and, and from my perspective, it seems to me that they're pushing it. Uh, just to show that they can do it, like a look at me, we can win this kind of thing uh, mentality. Um, and on the other hand, probably to justify their own hastily made decisions and, and, and because they themselves are not particularly happy with their decisions. And so they project it out to other people. Because look, yeah, it says here in the uh, in the story himself. that the the father has a video of the kid at three years old saying that mommy told him he was a girl. Yeah, so that's the other thing I wanted to point out. That's the children, you can convince them of anything, okay? Anything. Uh, I'll, I'll tell a, a, a very quick story. I hope it doesn't get away from me. When my sister was uh, three years old, I was 10, okay? And one time we were visiting this uncle of ours who was in Washington, D.C. And it was uh, Thanksgiving, Christmas time, that, that period. I think it was Christmas, actually. And uh, me and my cousins, we all decided that we were going to go uh, to the ice skating rink. And my cousins were roughly my age or a little bit older. And uh, my sister was too small. She was just three years old. But she wanted to go so badly and she bitched and moaned. And, and finally, my uncle was going to drive us over. So I'll take her along. And uh, we drove over and my sister fell asleep. And she slept the whole time that we were at the ice skating rink. The whole time. And, um, you know, we were on the drive back, right? And my sister wakes up on the drive back and, and she thought that she had fallen asleep on the drive to the ice skating rink, right? But my uncle told him, no, well, we already skated and you skated so well. And my sister, who was small, actually, I'm sorry, she wasn't three. She was uh, about five. My, my sister said, really, I skated? And my uncle said, yes, you did. And you did all kinds of pirouettes. We're all so impressed with all that you did. She said, really, really? She really believed this shit. And here is the crazy shit. Uh, my sister is, of course, a grown woman of, you know, over 40. I won't say how old, but uh, the thing is, to this day, she has this vivid memory of herself ice skating. But the thing is, she knows that it's not a real memory. And she knows this fact because she never learned to ice skate. And she has this completely false memory. And to me, that that always struck me as how easily... Uh, a child can be manipulated into believing something that is blatantly not true. And my sister always comments on this as a grown woman because she says that she can picture everything in her mind with crystal clarity as if it were a real thing. And yet she knows for a fact that it was impossible because she never learned to ice skate. Never, you know? Uh, and so that's the power. That's how easily children can be suggested with something now of course in this case my uncle gave her this ridiculous suggestion that is completely harmless but it's so easy to manipulate a child into believing that they are transsexual it's also the reason that remember in the 70s or the 80s where all these satanic cult members and whatnot and all these kids saying that they had seen like how 
children were devoured in the basements of these uh, preschools, right? And the problem, of course, was that these preschools didn't have any basement. And, and of course, it was all false memory that had been uh, suggested to these children. We've seen this all the time. Yeah, there's a this whole scandal a with that whole repressed memory in psych- yeah. thing in psychology where people were having these repressed memories that they were abused and then it was later kind yeah. of determined that that was like 90% bullshit. The people were just planting their own memories that never happened. Yeah. Yeah. Because also you got to keep in mind children want to please the adults around them because they depend on the adults around them. They're, they are hardwired to want to please the adults around them and comply with what the parents want the parents or any other authority figure, if it's a police investigator or a psychologist or whatever, and psychologists are aware of this, I mean, at least the more serious ones, and they're very careful that they don't uh, insert what they would like the kid to say. And a parent who has been socialized into thinking, like this woman, the, the grown woman, the mother, has been socialized into thinking that being transsexual is almost cool because, you know, Angelina Jolie's kid is trans, and so is Charlene Theron's kid. And so wouldn't it be great if my kid was trans too? You know? I mean, that kind of bullshit, you think it's bullshit, but it happens all the time. Foolish people want to mimic other examples that they see on TV. And so this is what you get, you know? I think that the judge should never have given the custody of the kid to the, to the mother. And the fact that there's actual video evidence, as you say, that the kid said that his mother wanted him to be trans, that should be excuse enough to say no. Those yeah, well, apparently, according to the story, it, it came down to missed child support payments. Oh, man. That's fucking tragic, man. Oh, man. The poor kid is going to get castrated chemically and physically because the dad missed out on some... Child support payments? Oh, man, that's just fucking sad, if you ask me. Oh, man, that's just sad. That's the reason they didn't give the guy custody? Missed yeah, child support that's payments? Yeah, that's what it said in the in the article there. Oh, my God. That's just... I don't know what to say. What's Chad saying? Uh, not too much. Chat's going a little slow at the moment. Let me. Okay. I mean, they're they're having like their own conversation. Let we. I have three more stories to get through, and then I'll let you go. I wanted to. This is one that uh, I like. I said this would come back to what you were saying about marriage and making a family. This is a post uh-huh. from the Child Free subreddit. Are you familiar with Child Free? Yeah, basically, you know, they, they want to live their lives like they're perpetual teenagers. Yeah, no <laughs> right. children. Yeah. Right. Some of the posts on this subreddit are incredible. I'll just I'll quickly read this one in its entirety. Okay. And then you let me know what this is. So it says, my fiance and I were committed child free lifestyles or so I thought. We recently found out she is 12 weeks pregnant. And when we went to set up an abortion appointment, she agreed. Now that the time is coming to go, she has started acting weird and just an hour ago or so broke down and admitted she couldn't do it. I think it's funny. The first thing this guy does is run to Reddit as soon as he finds this. But anyway, 
Now she is refusing to get the abortion and she has suddenly chosen the lump of cells over me. I said I don't <laughs> I said I don't want kids and she has now decided she can't get an abortion. So now I can only see two ways forward. We split up and I pay child support and most of my conservative family dislikes me for leaving my child. Or I accept the child and am miserable breeder until the kid is a teenager. Yes, we use birth control and condoms. I did the math and the probability of this happening is stupidly small. The wedding is less than two months away and we don't have a house ready. She just quit her job to finalize the wedding plans while now her health care has lapsed, which wouldn't have been a problem until this. I just want people's input on what I should do. I really don't know what to do. To make this more complicated, we have been living with my parents as we repair a house we bought to move into after the wedding. My parents very well may kick me out if I leave her. No problem, but the house isn't ready yet. Okay, the guy sounds like a stone-cold imbecile. I mean, like, he, he seems sociopathic, quite frankly. Uh, you know, he cares more about the fucking house than about the relationships that he has and whatnot. Yeah. Um, and also it's really weird that she quit her job in order to organize the, the wedding. wedding. <laughs> yeah. That's, that does that's stand out. Weird. Yeah. That's fucking weird. You know, after the wedding, what, what was she going to be like a professional bride or some shit like that? What the, what the fuck, you know? Um, okay. Um, I'm not sure this is on the level to tell you the truth. Well, so a lot okay, of people have said that and there are some like like it's kind of on the nose when you say lump of cells and, yeah, or, or yeah. miserable breeder. But first of all, I, I want to play devil's advocate for this being real because th that's how they talk on that subreddit. Like that's it's in the same way that like the black pillars have their own terminology, their yeah, own jargon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the child free like like lump of cells breeder. Those are everyday words for those people. And I'll, I'll say this. Even if this is fake, this has like 419 upvotes. No, and, no. I mean, I, I'm not going to like, you know, I'll just. And it's it's it. like got two gildings. You can see. So the people on the subreddit took this quite seriously, right? Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, so, so, yeah, let's take it at face value. But it, there's something about it that I'm not so sure about. Okay, I get that. It, I definitely get uh, that. And the the part of her quitting her job for the to manage the wedding. I mean, she's just managing it. It's like an actual event, but it's not like a like a job or like a you know an industry that she quit her regular job to devote herself full time to this business. No, it's no that that seems a little odd. Okay, and. Um, uh, Okay, for, forget about the, the what I think about the guy is um, hang on, I'm thinking. Okay, so for a woman, uh, once she gets pregnant, it's like a whole different ballgame. And she can, you know, go on and on that she, you know, doesn't care about the kid, doesn't want to get uh, pregnant rather, and it's just a clump of cells and shit like that. But when the rubber meets the road, a lot of women, they go, they do 180, okay? Not all women, but a lot of them, okay? If I had to guess, maybe 60%, they do a 180. All of a sudden, they're like, no, this is real, okay? 
and, and they they quit uh, fucking around with the and with good reason story. too. I mean, getting an abortion is not is not a decision that should be taken lightly. Like, like that's the kind of thing that will stick with you for the rest of your life if you do it, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Okay. Um, my thinking is that because I've seen this a lot with different women um, who had before they got pregnant, there are some who are pro-abortion, there are some who are vehemently anti-abortion, and there are some, a, a lot of them, who are sort of like, yeah, I, I don't really care one way or the other, because that's how most people are, right? But once they got pregnant, I noticed that, um, I, I noticed a couple of surprising things. Like, for instance, uh, many of the people who were middle of the road, about 60% of them got like, no, this is a real baby, this is a real thing, and they were like, happy about it. Now, the Women who are anti-abortion, uh, <laughs> this is weird, roughly half of them were ecstatic when they got pregnant, and the other half were like, I don't really want this, which is, I found really weird, okay? This is anecdotal experience, okay? So, you know, it could be just an outlier, but I noticed that several of these women who were very, very pro-life, once they got pregnant, they were like, I don't know. Okay, and um, and the uh, the pro uh, choice women, the ones who are vehemently pro choice, I noticed that roughly three quarters of them were would stick to it and got an abortion. But I sensed I can't prove this, though, but I sensed that a lot of that group, roughly half of those who got an abortion didn't really want to, but they felt boxed in that they'd been so vehemently pro abortion and they and the kid, the Pregnancy was not particularly convenient. And frankly, no, no pregnancy is ever convenient. Uh, a pregnancy is always inconvenient, even when you have like a perfect circumstance. OK, uh, but anyway, I, I noticed that roughly half of the pro of the vehemently pro-abortion women kind of like went ahead with it, but they didn't really want to. But they felt like they talked themselves into it. And so they couldn't go back because they they were afraid of being perceived as a hypocrite, you know, so. That that's my own experience. Now this story here, I don't know. I mean, the, the guy seems like a like I don't know. In, insofar as a guy, the reaction in my own case, I was very happy uh, when my wife got pregnant. I thought it was great. I thought it was just just fantastic, you know. And the more the merrier is is my motto, because uh, children are great and you never regret them. But that's that's me. Some guys they just never get attached to them, you know. Um, some guys, they just, they just don't care about the kid, you know, for them, it's just an expense that they're forced to pay because of the legal system. And other guys are like, you know, their whole lives are around their kids. Okay. I think that you, you should have like a healthy medium, but there are some guys like that. You know? that that's my thinking on this subject. Hello? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, yeah, sorry. I don't even know what to say. I just. I just find the whole child free mentality to be kind of a massive cope. And there's, there's just something weird about building an identity around something that you don't want. You know, I understand like that there's some societal pressure to have children, but it's really not there. I mean, there's societal nowadays there's societal pressure to not have children really. Yeah. Right. Like the, the, these environmentalists, et cetera. Yeah. So 
it's just weird to me that you have to build an identity around not wanting something like it's like a negative identity you know what I mean where else do you you don't you know what I mean like like I guess atheism is kind of similar but a, a lot of atheists they don't you know they don't really like focus on it as an identity some do obviously anyway let's I got two stories left this this next one I wanted to touch on real quick here I don't no, know if you hey, saw just to, just to, to you know round off the previous point I agree yeah I think that the child-free movement is a massive cope yeah yeah, but I want to like, do a video on on it at some point, actually, because there's yeah. there's a lot of interesting like psychology papers, like studies about what happens when people have children, when they don't have children. You know, one of the things they love to rub in your face is that people without children are happier, which is like what all these studies show. And this and and that usually they'll tie that into like directly to sleep. Because people without kids get more yeah. sleep than people who have kids. And again, this kind of ties back to what you're saying, that you don't get married and start a family to be happy, right? Like yeah. That's, yeah, that's not why you do yeah. it. Well, and there's also something else, the obvious thing. Uh, you see, uh, a, a person who doesn't have a child, they are going to have a happier life. But at the end of their lives, they will be absolutely miserable. Uh, whereas a person who has children, the more the merrier, uh, the, they will have a lot of difficulty and a lot of anxiety and a lot of misery and sleepless day and nights and whatnot. But at the end, they'll have far more satisfaction and, and, and a sense of happiness in their lives. Because, you see, everything, um, everything hard gives you uh, you know, the, the, the short-term and medium-term unhappiness, but the long-term satisfaction, you know? I mean, I, I can speak for myself. If, if I didn't have my children now, I would have a lot more money. I would have traveled a lot more places, uh, but I would not be so happy or so satisfied, okay? And, yeah, if you ask me, like, you know, the... When, when the babies are crying and shit like that, yeah, sure, I'd be like, oh, fuck, man. I'm miserable, I'm sleep-deprived, fuck off, right? But, I mean, like, long-term and looking at it calmly, oh, much, much greater satisfaction, life satisfaction. So I think it's a cope, yeah. So sorry, sorry about that. I just wanted to tidy that point up. Yeah, no, it's all good. I, I will, I'll mention, too, like, some studies show that uh, women who have children are like some like 600% less likely to commit suicide or something like that. Oh, yeah. Right. So there, yeah. there's a, that's why I want to do a video at some point. Cause there's a flip side to this whole, like you'll be happier if you don't have children. So I would, uh, I, I, I like the whole child the, or the whole child free yeah, thing it's, kind it's of fascinating. Like it's like this. It's like this. See, you will be happier if you do heroin. That's true. I mean, that's why people do heroin, because they feel happier when they do it. Will you be happier long term? Right. Probably not. It's the same fucking thing. All right. I wanted to touch on this story real quick. I don't know if you heard, but this infrastructure bill passed and they're saying that now we're going to be paying like an additional gas tax, which is by the mile. And I've heard some people say that uh, the reason this is happening is because of electric cars 
and they want to still like tax your driving or they need a way to like because because there's already a gas tax right so so if you're using gas you're already paying that tax by the mile the only way that this can make any sense is if you're getting around without using gas right getting around off off of electricity um the the only reason i wanted to mention this and then i'll you know let me know if you have any thoughts but this is also kind of a man tax like most taxes it'll be predominantly paid by men because uh we've already they always are putting out these stories about how like men are pushing climate change because they drive more on average and it's like yeah men drive more because they work more on average yeah yeah so that's that's all my only two cents i want to say is that this is also just like another man tax at the end of the day I, i don't know about that but what i do know is that uh you know i'm reading this article the headline of this article and i'm saying man i'm glad i don't live in the states anymore I'm just glad I don't live. Are you not excited for our new infrastructure? <laughs> Look, you know, I, I uh, just think of all the energy. infrastructure we're going to get. Yeah. I, I worked in the renewable energy business. Okay. In a solar panel business, you know, I, I worked on a project in Chile that basically had arbitraged the regulatory environment so that we made a boatload of money. Right. And I'm telling you the whole, uh, environmental, uh, bullshit, you, you know, it's just a big scam, you know, renewable energies, you know, wind, solar, electric cars. It's just a big fucking scam. See, electric cars are less efficient, uh, bottom line, than internal combustion engines, okay? Because you have to produce the fucking electricity. It's just a long tailpipe, okay? Uh, it, it's, it's, it's a garbage uh, industry that is basically making money off of government subsidies, subsidies that were put in place or tax breaks that were put in place because of environmental lobbyists. And a lot of these environmental lobbyists are paid by the companies that are gonna make money off this shit. You know, Tesla does not make money off of its fucking cars. It makes money off the credits, the carbon credits. That's how it makes its money, okay? Were it not for this government regulation, Tesla would have been out of business ages ago. You see, because ultimately, in a roundabout way, Tesla is being supported and made profitable by your tax dollar. Yeah, even if you don't fucking buy a Tesla, you are making it successful, financially successful. Yeah, it's it's absurd, but that's the reality. What? Yeah, I, I have heard that, yeah. Yeah, and so, you know, the whole thing, the whole renewable energy business, it is a fucking scam, okay? And, and uh, you, you know how I can prove this? Because if it were really efficient, there would be electric cars in poor countries. Of course, think about it. Because if, it, if it's more efficient, it's better, then why isn't, aren't there solar panels in like Gambia or, or, or Zaire or whatever the fuck? How come, you know, in like Cambodia, Everybody's not driving around in a Tesla mm-hmm. because it's it's the 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 bullshit of rich countries and, and these dumb rich people in the US and Canada, Australia, the UK, Europe and so forth. They fall for this shit because it, it sounds politically good. OK, in Chile, where I where I worked in this industry, we're sort of like 50 50. We're like 
we're, we're a poor country, but we try to pretend that we're like upscale. And so we go for bullshit like this, right? And, and everybody, when I, when I started getting into that business, I realized that everybody in the renewable energy business knew that it was a fucking scam and that basically they're scammers. That's why I didn't stay very long in that business because it was so fucking depressing because you, you realize that fundamentally you are scamming your society. It's, it's a scam. Okay. And everybody in these businesses knows it. Okay. And so, yeah. That's that's what I have to say. That's my contribution, my two cents to that particular topic. All right. Well, thanks. Thanks for that. Okay. Last story, and then uh, we'll we'll finish up here. Um, I want to. I just want to quickly remind you that I have two strikes on my channel. (laughs) This story might be upsetting to some people, but we have to have kind of a tempered response here, just because of the subject matter. So. This okay. uh, this was published a few or I guess about a week ago. Bloomington's all age pride event features Satanist pornographer, a drag queen scheduled to perform for children later this month in Bloomington has publicly expressed his support for Satanism. Now, this person, um, Martina Maracino, he goes by. He also it says here in the um i saw this on twitter he also goes by the name where is it on here he has another name and a twitter account and i looked at the twitter account and it's all like like incest porn with incest hashtag and and the guy is like an open satanist mm-hmm. and he was hired to perform at a children's event. <laughs> oh, of course. Of course. Yeah. Is is this the one the the, the picture of that being at the, at the library reading to the little kids and you have like a dildo on or the, the, like that? I it's funny you mentioned that because this is this is the guy in question. It's I don't think it's the picture you're or hold on, it's, it's not showing, right? Let me put this on screen. I think I know the picture you're talking about, but yeah, he looks like a, like a, like a, like like Big Bird, but pink and with a dildo and assless chaps. Yeah. Oh, like that. oh, that monkey thing or whatever. No, this is not yeah. that. This is a new, this is another one. So this is a picture of the the person in question, and this is actually at a children's event. It says here that th- this was at the Minnesota Family Fringe Festival. And if you go back mm-hmm. to the, the, uh, you know, in Ukraine, in, in Ukraine, the other day, we uh, took our kids to the uh, birthday party of one of their little friends, right? Yeah. And there was this uh, nice little magician, you know, uh, dressed up in like a, like a, like a, like a white shirt and a little black bow tie and like a, a vest that was striped red and white and black pants. And this magician, he like juggled and did these, tricks of like making stuff appear and disappear and shit right and and there were like some little birdies that appeared and he let the little kids pet the birdie right and uh and at the end you know it's like you know, he did a little things at one point there was like this little explosion that he did like for a magic trick i mean i wasn't really paying attention right and um and all the kids were just delighted and they clapped and oh and he, and the guy had like a little like one of those um 
those those hats from like the 1920s you know the you know the ones i'm talking about the flat straw hat kind of thing okay yeah anyway yeah and so he tipped his hat to the kids you know and and did a couple of last minute things for like a couple of kids you know who went up to him and asked him how how did you do that and shit like that right and that was the end of the performance and it was like all wholesome and shit and that's what we have here in ukraine you know wholesome shit you know we don't have any fucking degeneracy shit at all you know we don't have any fucking satanists or whatever you know we have a little magician you know who, who shows birds you know cute little birds that went pew pew you know and that was like the high point of the fucking, you know, uh, 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 birthday party. You know, the kids got to pet the little birdie, you know, and nothing happened to the bird. OK, he, he, the little bird went home in his little cage, you know, like the magician didn't eat him or, or rape the bird or some insanity as as this would be, you know. And uh, and I had no qualms watching as my kids went up to the magician and thanked him and just like wanted to be closer because, you know, children are like that. They want to get up close and personal to whatever has amazed them. Right. Um, but, you know, what I'm seeing here does not seem amazing. It seems horrifying to me. And that's all I have to say. I mean, I don't want to uh, put your channel into any kind of jeopardy by my reaction to this horror. But, yeah, you know. this is it's definitely Fed posting bait, if ever there, there was some. Um, I'll, I'll just I'll just add a little context to the story from what I've seen. So first of all, this person, after this was all brought to light, has been uninvited from this upcoming Pride Festival. Also, why why is there Pride Festivals in August? <laughs> it's like I, th I thought that was a joke. Why are there Pride Festivals? period it's just expanding it's it just keeps expanding um the person was uninvited which again kind of kind of justifies the reaction in a sense right it's there it's like they're it's like they're admitting yeah this is fucked up like we didn't know this yeah. person was doing this and i and i've seen the twitter account it's i can't show it on youtube because it's just literal gay porn but um it, it, oh, we, man. We've seen this several times now with the whole drag queen story hour. Is there is there any kind of threshold? Is there any number of times that we're going to see this where the people who are in favor of it are going to say, you know what, this isn't working out. This is like we're embarrassing ourselves because we keep. Look, uh, look, it's to my point of view, uh, my thinking on this is that team. I wouldn't want like heterosexual pride being paraded in front of children because children, they don't understand sexuality because they're children. Adult sexuality should not be brought into spheres that properly belong to children who are in a very real sense ought to remain asexual beings. I mean, they'll hit puberty soon enough and, and young adulthood and they'll have plenty of exposure to sex. When they are children, they should be in a asexual bubble. Uh, that's my thinking. Because it, it, it's a subject that they don't understand because they're children. They're, their hormones haven't kicked in. They look at a girl and, you know, a, a little boy looks at a little girl and he just sees a playmate. He has no intention of, like, impressing her and trying to get her into bed. Of course not, you know, because she's a child. They are children and they should... Uh, uh, sexuality should not be, and I'm, I'm not talking about homosexuality, 
or, or any other fetish or whatever. No, I'm talking about any sexuality. Even the most wholesome heterosexual sexuality should not be imposed on children because they don't understand it. It is, it is inappropriate. It is truly inappropriate, okay? And it's frankly morally wrong to, to expose children to any kind of sexuality uh, because it's, it's not an issue of like not teaching them where um, you know, babies come from, no. You can teach them that, but in a way that is not, um, because what's really going on is that it's not for kids, it's for the adults. And, and the thing that creeps me out is that I feel fundamentally that the performer or whomever is kind of like getting his rocks off is kind of like like there's this vague whiff of pedophilia quite frankly uh, or of pedophilic desire or, or or just some weird fetish going on i think it's creepy as fuck yeah it's, it's, it's very it's very like borderline like we all know that there's like this inherently transgressive thing taking place yeah and you you understand how a certain type of person would be attracted to that, right? So, yeah, yeah, and, and exactly. again, we've seen there's a pattern emerging that the 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 so-called fear mongers have been justified oh, right. once again. Yeah. Anyway, and, and we look, look, we don't need to. Is, uh, the the thing is, see, like uh, you know, children love clowns. Children love outrageous. right, bright and bright colors, etc. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. And so it, it feels as if this ver this perversity is exploiting that natural interest that children have in bright colors and, and fluffy outfits and shit like that uh, to, to kind of like kind of like psychically feel them up. It, it's just creepy. It's wrong. It's just wrong as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. And, there, and there's people who will ardently defend this when, while knowing all the facts. Like there are people who will say, yeah, he's a Satanist and a pornographer, but the, that's separate. You know, <laughs> that, that's, that's his day job or his night job. That doesn't have to, anything to do with what he's doing with the children. And it's like, I, is there any kind of line? Is there, is there anything a person could be like legally involved in, but where you say maybe they shouldn't be working with kids if this is what they do, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think it's just terribly wrong, but again, you know, I'm just glad I'm living in backwards, poor Ukraine where we don't have any of this shit because what, what happens is that see, this is the problem of rich societies in a poor society. Uh, people wouldn't put up with this shit. They don't uh, simple as that. And like people say, oh, well, what about gay rights? And well, what about them? Uh, okay. Well, you know, again, the official uh, I hypocrite position is that um, gays and women are people and they can do anything uh, that a man, can, a straight man can do, but 10 times better. I just want to <laughs> put that out there. Okay. Uh, coach. We're we're going on almost close to two hours here. I want to wrap it up. Do you want Do you sure. want to give some final thoughts or some plugs or or anything like that? Any any? Uh, no, no. I mean, uh, thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. It's a lot of fun to shoot the breeze with you. And uh, yeah, and, and sorry that Annika isn't around, but uh, <laughs> I, I think your audience would have been like, I think your audience is probably like looking forward to me being with Annika. But I hope she gets better, as I understand it. She's very much under the weather. 
Okay. Yeah, I and, don't know if it's um, COVID, but it, it might be. She, I didn't hear back from her again since she was going in to get tested. Um, but yeah, so for people who are wondering, Annika is very sick. That's why she's not here. Yeah. Okay. But maybe maybe we but, can do uh, it again sometime. <laughs> well, um, what you call it? Uh, no, but thank you very much for having me on. I, I always enjoy talking to you, and I hope I didn't blather too much. And my final thought is that. Um, you see, if you have a way to earn income remotely, then you should consider leaving the West because it's collapsing and it's really obvious. OK, especially when you're outside of it, looking in uh, Canada, the United States, United Kingdom, Australia, they're all becoming more and more totalitarian by the day. You know, in Australia, you can't leave Australia unless you get a special permission. You can't leave the country. <laughs> Without a special community, that, that makes it a prison. And you can't go between states in Australia either without permission. Okay. Uh, and they're going to impose this uh, vaccine passports. And, and all the protests in the world isn't going to change. They're going to impose it because mm -hmm. they want to control people. And once you get that vaccine passport, see, if you say the wrong thing, they're going to make it so that you can't go into a supermarket to buy food. And you say that, oh, that's just exaggerating. Okay, fine. You know, but I mean, look back three years ago, how things were, and look at how they are today. Okay? They're going to impose all kinds of totalitarianism. People are going out of their fucking minds. They're losing their rationality over this COVID shit because they're so paranoid about security and being healthy and, and crap that they are throwing away all of the civil rights and civil liberties of the people in the West. It, you, I, living here in Ukraine, I am more free than you are. And that's an objective fact. I don't have to walk around with a mask all day. I can go to gym, I can go to cinema, I can go to wherever the fuck I want without bothering with a fucking mask. There's no fucking passport, vaccine passport, and there isn't gonna be any. Uh, if you want to take the vaccine, fine, go and take the vaccine. If you don't, nobody tells you shit. I'm freer than you are. Yeah, so Patrick, you, Patrick VDH yeah. in the chat says Australia is just returning to tradition. Yeah, a prison planet, yeah. A prison country. Prison yeah. colony, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> very, very well said. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. And I, I'm, I, I feel sorry for um, two things, I feel. It, because see, rationally, I knew that this was coming. And so I organized my, my life so I could make this move and be here and I'd be okay. Uh, rationally, I knew it, but I, it was a rational decision viewing, looking at all the evidence. Now, but now that it's actually here, now that totalitarianism is being implemented. And by the way, you in the United States, if you actually believe that there is going to be an honest election in november of 2022 oh, okay okay I've got a to sell you. okay so yeah. anyway but I, I don't want to get you into trouble but i just want to tell you that you know in the west it's over, it's the, over. the official i hypocrite position is that uh, it's going to be the most secure election even more secure than the last one so that yeah. Yeah. yeah i understand i understand sorry sorry i didn't get into any kind of trouble but this is my thing, and, and this is an honest suggestion. Figure out if you can leave the West, because now is the time. Later, you will not be able to leave. 
Australia is your future. If you live in Canada, if you live in the United States, if you, you live in the UK, you cannot leave Australia. Okay. It's not an issue that you can't get into Australia, which you can't, you need like a special permission, but you can't leave it. Right. Okay. And you are going to be locked down. They have the military <clears throat> going around to make sure that you are locked in your home. They don't call it martial law, but that's what it is. You are prisoners in your own home in Australia, and that is the future of the West. And so now is the last time that you'll be able to leave. And you don't believe me. You think I'm exaggerating. If there's a war with China and it goes badly for the United States, which it will, because the American army has done a lot of war games and they consistently lose against the Chinese. The only time that they win is when they invent weapon systems that don't exist and aren't even on the drawing boards. Okay, so if if things go tits up insofar as a war with China, things are going to get even more totalitarian. And I'm telling you now, right now, this what what remains of this year, 2021. This is the last time you'll be able to leave the West and have a little bit of freedom. I'm not kidding. You'll see. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty scary thoughts. I I have too much stuff tying me down here with my children, and I'm gonna, you know, I because my I know, yeah, you know, I'm not. I'm yeah, gonna have to it's, basically it's, go along with whatever they tell me to do. Frankly, yeah. to to a degree, yeah, I know, I know, um, I know. It's a tragedy. Yeah, yeah, it is what it is. All right, Coach. Thanks. You take it uh, easy. Yeah, man, you too. Thanks so much for doing that. Thanks, everybody, for watching. We'll end it there and catch you all on the flip side. Peace out.